Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. This is an RNZ podcast. Kia ora and welcome to Elemental from RNZ. I'm Alan Blackman from the Auckland University of Technology. And I'm Alison Balance, and we are up to episode 80 already. <laughs> My how time flies when you're having fun with chemistry. Yeah especially such tantalisingly named chemical elements as, ta-da, tantalum. I see what you did there, Alison. Mm, very uh, good. Did you like it? <laughs> yes, indeed. Tantalum. Okay, so this element was named after Tantalus, who was the father of Niobe, after who Niobium was named, if you recall that particular episode. And... I'd have to say I'd always wondered where the word tantalising came from. So speaking of tantalising, Tantalus was condemned, in fact, to eternal hunger and thirst by the Greek gods. He had to stand in a lake under a fruit tree whose fruit he could see, but it would move away from him when he reached for it. And similarly, the water around him would recede whenever he tried to drink it. Oh, it's making me feel thirsty. (laughs) You might think this is a bit rough. And why on earth did he get this particular punishment from the gods? The reason was because he actually served his son up to the gods for dinner. Right. Uh, they had some good stories, the uh, the Greeks, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> they did. But why did the element deserve to be named after Tantalum, since it hadn't served its son or even its daughter up for dinner? <laughs> this is slightly tenuous, I guess, but seemingly because the discoverer, the Swede Anders Eckerberg, thought that the element, quote, when placed in the midst of acids, is incapable of taking any of them up and saturating itself with them. So, as I say, tenuous connection there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, a little bit about tantalum. It is almost always found in combination with niobium. Uh, They are both in group five of the periodic table. And, uh, in fact, they are very, very difficult to separate. So, vital statistics. The chemical symbol tantalum TA... The atomic number is 73, and so that puts it sort of to the left-ish of the periodic table in amongst the transition metals, and it was discovered in the year 1802. Now, chemically, it's very, very inert, and in fact, it appears to have taken nearly 100 years since the identification of tantalum as a compound to obtain the pure metal. 
Crikey. So if it's so inert and joined at the hip with niobium, does it have any useful features? Mm, well, like all elements, it's got something going for it. <laughs> so tantalum has the third highest melting point of all the metals. It's nearly 3,000 degrees. And this was, in fact, one of the reasons why it was tried as a filament for an incandescent light bulb in 1905. However, another metal which we have yet to meet, and I'm sure which everybody knows about, was found to be better. So tantalum was ditched in favour of that. Another thing that crops up a lot on Elemental, um, tantalum was used in the obligatory fountain pen nibs. Seems a lot of metals. Yes. (laughs) Uh, A lot of metals seem to have been, or a lot of elements, in fact, seem to have been used in fountain pen nibs. But, in fact, uh, tantalum's use was superseded by more precious metals. While alloys containing tantalum often find use in situations where you need strength, you need hardness, and you need corrosion resistance. So, for example, in things like nuclear reactors and jet engines and stuff like that. Very, very usefully, in fact, the metal is totally inert to bodily fluids and it's completely tolerated by the body. And so tantalum, in fact, finds a lot of use in both surgical instruments and implants. Despite these uses, tantalum's most important use, in fact, is in capacitors. These are electronic components that store charge. And tantalum capacitors are found in pretty much every electronic device. However, there is a catch. Which is what exactly? It was finally (laughs) starting to sound useful. Yes, well, it is. But the problem with the whole tantalum capacitor thing is where the tantalum actually derives from. So in the year 2000, 45% of the world's tantalum came from Australia. But in 2014, only 4% did. And so much of the world's tantalum now comes from Rwanda, which is okay, and the Democratic Republic of Congo, which is not okay. Because of the latter country, the element tantalum has in fact been classified as a conflict mineral. And that's a mineral obtained from a conflict zone whose proceeds go to prolong the fighting. And the most common conflict minerals are in fact tin, tungsten and tantalum an alliterative trio, if you will. And all of these are mined in the Eastern Democratic Republic of Congo. And if I may uh, be political for a second, any time you have to put the word democratic in a name of a country, you can be very, very sure it probably isn't. Anyway, sorry, back to... (laughs) Back on track, sir. Back on track, yes, yes. So there's a thing called the Dodd-Frank Act in the USA, and that was initiated in 2010, and that required US companies such as Apple and Intel and HP and anybody else who might use tantalum to actually trace the source of their tantalum. Sad to say, the current president actually repealed some of this law last year. Okay, so (laughs) chemically useful, politically difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think you could dredge up a final interesting fact about tantalum? (laughs) Okay, so a compound with the chemical formula TAC, otherwise known as tantalum carbide, has what is possibly the second highest melting point of any known material. And that's a melting point of 3,768 degrees Celsius. And that was measured by researchers at Imperial College London in the year 2016. And so this means that tantalum carbide has obvious uses in things like spacecraft heat shields. To space and beyond, with the help of chemistry.
Yet another heat-proof elemental episode, which you can find again at rnz.co.nz slash chemistry, or at most podcast providers. We are back next week with technetium, whatever that is. But until then, it's goodbye from me, Alison Balance. And me, Alan Blackman. Matewa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.